Oh, hey, it's you again. Welcome back to Getting It Out Podcast. Whether you're a frequent listener or even just a first timer, I want to thank you for clicking on the episode. I know there's a lot of options, a lot of podcasts to pick through and listen to. And this time you chose Getting It Out. If you like what you hear on this episode or maybe what you've heard in the past, I want to ask you to consider joining the gettingitout.net Patreon, where you'll get early ad-free access to interviews, sometimes weeks before they air. It only costs $2 a month, and hey, once you set it up, it's like making beef jerky in the 90s. You set it, and you forget it. You'll get email updates each time I post an episode exclusive to the Patreon. And though the cost is low for you, your support makes a huge impact on what I can continue to do with gettingitout.net and Getting It Out podcast. If you're interested, check the link in the show notes or head over to patreon.com slash gettingitoutpodcast. Thanks for hearing me out, and enjoy this episode of the show. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 126 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Concrete out of Albany, New York. Uh, the song is called World Tomb, and it's off their upcoming record, Free Us From Existence, coming out August 7th on Black Voodoo Records. And uh, that shit was heavy, right? Um, hardcore, some may say. Maybe death metal, some may say. Maybe a combination of both. Maybe we could even call it metalcore. But maybe calling it metalcore would upset people. And that's silly, but that's true. Um, anyway, I've seen this band around for quite a while. So they did they did something with Upstate Records at one point. I know I got an Upstate Records shirt with a concrete logo on the back. So there's some kind of affiliation. And anything that's affiliated, affiliated with Upstate Records, well, I'm more than happy to promote. So uh, that, like I said, that was World Tomb from Concrete. Check that out. You got a while to do your homework on Concrete. That record doesn't come out till August 7th, again, on Black Voodoo Records. Okay, moving on. What's happening on this episode of Getting It Out Podcast? Well, it's an international episode again. Uh, this time we're going to Australia, and we're talking to Jem from Speed. Speed is a hardcore band out of Sydney, Australia. They've got a two-song flexi dropping this week, courtesy of Flat Spot Records and Last Ride Records. We've got to include them as well. Um, and they also, Gemma's also involved in a podcast called uh, Forge, Forge Ahead, which of course I encourage you all to check out, but not until you check out this episode of Getting It Out Podcast, episode 126. Let's do that now. So here we are, back into the episode. It's still a wild time in this country. This year is insane, and uh, it's going to get crazier. That's my that's my prediction, is that it gets crazier. We still have a fucking presidential election to go through. I mean, we all know what's going to happen in that, but maybe not, because nothing's fucking going the way you think it would, all right? Um, there's, there seems to be some change happening lately, uh, you know, pretty minimal, but it's a start, I guess. Uh, you all know what I'm talking about. If I have to explain it to you, get your head out your ass and wake up to the world. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a hypocrite, though, because I, I, you know, sometimes I don't know what the fuck is going on. And I say that jokingly, but at the same time, I say it seriously. Sometimes I don't really know what's happening. And uh, it takes uh, smarter people than me to explain it to me. And, uh, you know, I don't know. To, uh, honestly, a little bit of this interview I did with Jem on this episode I could tell I was talking to somebody who's much smarter than me. Kind of gets me at a loss for words. Um, <laughs> not in the worst way, but, you know, in a good way. Um, but, yeah, that's that's this. You know, and I, I, but, but I always say stupid things. And I think this is an important thing that we all should keep in mind is that you can be, you can say stupid shit your entire life. Like, it's not, there's, like, you know, like, I, w- there's the joke that I'm still living with the illusion that I'm going to have a six pack one day, but there's also the illusion that I'm going to figure it all out because I don't, I don't have a fucking clue what's going on. Yeah, and, I, and I say insensitive shit, not even thinking about it. Like, uh, my daughter the other day, she was pouting up in her room and I forget what about. And I was sitting with her on her bed by her window and I saw this guy go by on the street outside and I've seen him in the neighborhood lately in like a rascal scooter, you know, like a wheel, like a motorized wheelchair. And he went flying down the road and I've always noticed he's, he travels at a pretty excessive speed, which I think is funny. And uh, I was like, check that out. Wouldn't you want to be that guy and ride around in one of those chairs? 
and she's six, right? She'll be seven in less than a month, but she's she's less she's about seven. And she says to me, "No," she's all mad and grumpy. And I was like, "Why not?" And she's like, "Cause that would mean I can't walk." And I was like, "Oh, it's a pretty good point, girl." Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, maybe it's maybe it's perspective. Maybe it's just a little insightfulness. But when it's coming from your seven-year-old daughter, uh, maybe you're just stupid. And uh, sometimes I'm pretty stupid. Uh, but that's 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 just life, I guess. Okay, well, I don't want to carry on too much on this episode before I get in this interview because it's another longer one. So uh, let's just get into it. I'm going to play you uh, Dumb Dog Gets Flogged off the 2020, wait, 2020, 2020 Flex from, uh, from Speed. And it's coming out on uh, Flat Spot Records today. So if you're not familiar, get familiar now. How you doing? Good, thanks. Is it Dan? This is Dan. Yeah, and Jem, right? Yeah, it's Jem. Awesome, awesome. Hey, thanks so much for having me and taking the time to chat, mate. Of course, of course. Um, uh, thanks for doing it. Of course, you know the, this is this is my pleasure. Um, I've been listening to to you guys a lot lately, and uh, then I started listening to your podcast too, Forge Ahead. I want we'll talk talk all about both of those things. 
Um, oh, okay, cool. But uh, but yeah, I don't. I mean, this is kind of how how I do it. I just start rolling right into it. So okay, sweet. So if you're if you're up for it, let's do this. I'm up for it, man. Let's All do right. it. So so uh, good morning. I guess although it's what it was 14 hours, so that puts you at what like 10:30. Uh, it's ten. Yeah, ten thirty-five. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so you, I, I hope you've been up for a couple hours already. <laughs> I kind of, to be honest, man, I kind of just got up just before about ten. Get out of here. Sat down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a big week, man. It's been, it's been a fucking big week, dude. I mean, I'm sure you're very, very aware. Um, with, I mean, this has been a fucking massive year, but yeah. especially. Yeah in the last few months and then in the last two weeks in the last few days and like right now it's it's a fucking crazy it's a crazy time right now man um there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of shit going on and there um, is there is and and is like so the shit that's happening here does that mm. re- does that reverberate out all the way to you guys oh yeah yeah for sure and um you know i think what's happening in america right now is firstly so crucial and so so important and i think it's you know with the timing of this conversation i was i'm I'm very i'm very aware and you know especially with covid you know when covid was coming through um in australia with what's happening here we we are relatively lucky in the sense that we have um like every nation in the world and especially every every western nation we've been like dealing with this but it's not been as on the scale as what it seems to be like in America, and yeah. um, and it's something I've been sensitive about as well because I've got some good friends that are over there, and you know, just seeing what's unfolding, and especially after the last three years, <laughs> with, um, <laughs> yeah, everything, man, you know, like, yeah, it's it's hard to watch, but at the same time, you know, and come, coming into this situation with George Floyd and Black Lives Matter movement, it's as as difficult it is to to watch these kind of things man it's it's fucking important it's so crucial and um and the sentiment really ran home in australia as well because this is a country that was founded on indigenous indigenous land and it's um it's a really really big problem in australia as well because this is a country that was has been owned for thousands and thousands and thousands of years by indigenous people and it's, it's the racism is here it's completely systemic and inst- institutionalized and I think in Australia is one of those things that it's probably it's um it's very much apparent but also goes under the radar a lot because um I mean I think it's like three percent of our population is indigenous, yeah. whereas this is completely their land and um at the same time the incarceration rate for uh, Aboriginal Australians is thirty percent that we have thirty percent of thirty percent of um, the prisons is made up of the indigenous population and um, when you compare that three percent. <laughs> Of, of the Australian population is indigenous. It's, it's very, very fucked up. Um, so, you know, what's happening with the Black Lives, Black Lives Matter movement in America and around the world is it's the same story in, in most Western countries and this whole colonialist ideal and, you know, it's just, yeah. Well, I'm, is, I'm, um, I'm glad to hear it's it's got that kind of reach, you know, because, of, of course, we, we I see it through our filter. So I don't know, you know, we're, it's it's... It's too close to my face, you know. So mm. I don't, I don't see what the and and we never know what people in you know in other places think of what's happening here because I don't mm. know because we're 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 well first of all we're you know kind of a self centered we think we're the shit 
Um, there's no, there's no way anybody's looking down on this. Um, but you know, like you mentioned over the last three years, we quickly realized we, we ain't shit. And, uh, we, you know, we've got a lot of issues, even though we knew about a lot of these issues, but I'm glad you mentioned that about the, um, the racist issues in, uh, in Australia. Cause I've, I've, I'm aware that, 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 that issue exists in Australia. And I'm also aware that it's a lot worse than what I think most people outside of Australia know of. I, I don't think oh, people. Man. I don't think people are aware of the, the type of race issues that you guys have there. Well, this is. I mean, that, it that that speaks for itself. It's a history that's been concealed for so long, and and, and um, <laughs> and something that's the, the fact that a lot of when a lot of people they think of Australia, we think of you know white Australia, and uh, I guess the the general per- perception, at least the way we portray it, is you know every second person is like crocodile dundee and yeah like exactly Steve-O yeah. and all that you know that's what you think of but man this is this is a country that was discovered two, 250 years ago you know but it was owned for thousands and thousands and thousands of years since the beginning of time by indigenous uh uh indigenous australians man and um people don't even people don't realize that and it's, it's because the, the history and the, the way that this, this nation was built upon and everything it's just uh was completely unjust <laughs> and um yeah. and yeah it's um it's definitely I, I i hope that this this movement i hope that w- with what's going on in america and, and how it's it's um carrying over to uh, the other western nations in the world and even other nations in general just is like the idea about racism and especially um police police and uh police brutality is um i hope that it's start it happens more of the sentiment um within each country because every country has its own problems in them but especially the, the western nations in australia you know it manifests in its own way and um it's very much an american issue with, the, with black lives matter obviously yeah very specific in that sense but it's just the same if not worse man i think i, I can't remember the exact figure and i've still you know this this i still need to do more education for myself um in the matter in australia but the the situation with incarceration in, uh, here is, is even worse for Aboriginal Australians than it is for African Americans in in uh, in the states. Yeah. <laughs> so it's you know there's a lot of people with and it's the same thing with like with like with a lot of things that you say like you know Americans I guess that perception is like we're the shit and whatever and you know for a lot of the rest of the world man we look up to we look up to America you know you, we, you guys are the forerunners for everything for for most trends and just everything which is I guess just a natural way. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, um, it's, uh, as I said, yeah, it's a widespread issue. <laughs> so I think that's, that's a very important thing to, to discuss and especially bring up, um, with the timing of this conversation, just because I don't want to detract from any of that because it's a time where a lot of the world needs to wake up and a lot of people who aren't as educated or people who are, um, maybe just not as aware, you know, this is, the, this is the time for this movement. And I just hope that with this revolution brings a lot of great positive change and, and, and much needed reform in the world because it's uh it's definitely complacency is something that's that's just not not going to stand in 2020 i hope i hope so too and i hope i hope something i hope something comes of it right like uh you know i, I was living in baltimore when we had the most recent race riots down there the freddie gray after freddie gray was uh mm-hmm. was murdered by police and mm-hmm. and at that time, you know, we had Obama, a black president, and we, you know, there was all these movements across the country, and it didn't feel like anything happened. Mm. And, and now, with even this, you know, 
this idiot running things now and the, the the way that it has inflamed you know the the morons the far right you know to mm. speak to be more bold it's it's mm. almost it's 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 harder it's i don't know if I, I i don't know i just it's hard to it's so fucking weird that it can be hard to get through to people about how wrong <laughs> that that all this is and in the people that will argue that it's not and it's it's amazing it's for the for the worst reasons i i know man and i think i mean i if, if anything you know for, for someone personally man like if i was going to talk about four years ago three years ago two years ago even even a year and a half ago or whatever you know i would not consider myself as someone who's completely politically charged yeah. you know i have my ideals i have my values and my well my worldview but in terms of specifically aligning to uh some kind of political agenda and being vocal about it. it's definitely something that personally i didn't espouse but through this whole situation and with the recent events especially in the last three years man um all of these kind of movements have definitely and, and, and i guess it's also a part of my own maturity in, in my own journey sure. as well yeah. but these kind of movements man have definitely um awakened me to to <laughs> to standing up for what's right and how important it is to actually um actually bear some kind of uh perspective here because or take take oh actually you know for lack of a better explanation but take a side because man like i just yeah it's i think the craziest thing man is just that with 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 trauma and everything man it's just it's it's normalized insanity it's like it's like waking up and seeing the news and seeing the next thing that's come out of, of of his mouth or the next kind of legislation that's been passed or like whatever he's fucking saying on Twitter or whatever. It's like, it's if it would happen three or four years ago, you know, you'd be like, what the fuck? You know, how would how, how, yeah, why, yeah. why would he say this? You know, how could this possibly happen? But now you wake, I wake up and it's like, fuck. You like you scroll past them almost and be like, oh, it's just another day. You know, like what the? F-? It's just it, that's the thing that's insane in itself, and um, it's. If anything, you know, it, it looks like shit's coming to a head. Dude. This fuck, we're in a fucking global pandemic, and then this the biggest, uh, the biggest social justice movement is happening at the same time, you know, in, in in history right now. And this has to cause some kind of turbulence to the current agenda. You know, this has to co- create some kind of um, change. And 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 at least in my my regard, you know, it's this has to be the opportunity we have to make this an opportunity to create some kind of change you know and it's so hard when you're do- do- dealing with a pandemic but this is a racism and these injustices are issues that have been going on for hundreds of thousands of years man so it's there's just no time there's no ideal time for us to deal with this but it's this is the opportunity and this is the time that has to happen so i guess yeah um that's that's just how i perceive it at least and that's kind of the silver lining is that for me is that more people are awake and more people are called to arms to create some kind of uh, urgency for for an issue that has prevailed for far too long. Yeah, and um, I, mean, I guess the the question is what more what more can people do? But I think I mean everybody's doing everything they can at this point, and and obviously we don't know how how to make it work. But you know it doesn't mean you stop trying. Uh, the thing that I worry about with, especially like p- people like my age, especially white people my age, all right, like, like myself, I'm a I'm a white American man. I've never had to, you know, I got, I got it as easy as possible, right? And I'm a I'm totally aware of that. But but uh, but you know, right, I'm 35 years old, and and it since since I've been uh, about fifth, let's say since I was in high school, 
All right, we've had uh, we've had school shootings became like a, a extremely normal thing here. You had nine mm-hmm. eleven. You had these long ass wars uh, in the Middle East. You have uh, tons of police brutality. You know, mm-hmm. the, like more school shootings. More. You have this idiot president. You have all these things. Do you know how like it takes so much for something to seem outrageous now? Like for, for you know, when you when you, it's it's like this de- being desensitized to everything. Everything's just kind of like mm. oh, it's another big issue. Like the, mm. you know, and uh, and I don't think I think for some people it just doesn't hit close enough to them that they just don't give a fuck. You know, and yes, yes, and yeah, and that's and that and that in itself is 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 is. is <laughs> It speaks of the layers of privilege, you know. If it's if it's something that's not as on, on your radar, and everyone has their own experience, you know. But there's just some things that can't, some rocks that can't left on be left unturned. And every time I think about these kind of things, man, like um, like these, like what what am I to do, and what you know, what what kind of action should I be taking in light of these events? You know, I, I just keep thinking like, what kind of what kind of what side of history do I want to be on? Because when you're living through it, especially as someone who's uh, maybe not as directly affected by it. you know I I am uh, I am an Asian straight straight <laughs> heterosexual male right right um, in that sense I'm completely you know privileged in so many ways at the same time I'm I'm not minority within the country but um, my privilege goes far beyond so many people especially um, other people people of color and other minorities and um, the way I see it is, I, I, I when I look back in ten, twenty, thirty years, you know, I can't predict how the world's going to be, but I just want to. I, I need to make sure that I was on the right side of history, and I was, you know, making uh making the right choices at the right time to, in in hope of a of a of a better future. And and it's hard to talk about this as well, man, because like I'm definitely not the the best representative and. Uh, <laughs> to speak about this issue oh neither um, am i trust me yeah you know <laughs> yeah but you know but in, just in terms of the 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 context and, and the light of events you know it's just um yeah it's important to have i feel it's just important to have this conversation and not and not not deter you know still other information that's got to get out there and you know like you know life is like continuing but like this is something that must must have its time this is the time right now is for this it's for this movement and um yeah, it just can't be can't be ignored or brushed aside. I agree. Um, I agree. I don't, and I don't. I, I mean, uh, I don't know about you, but I don't think so. But I, I've got some kids, right? And uh, I've got my daughter, my stepdaughter, my do- my daughter. She's mixed race and living in Philadelphia. You know, what I mean, she's mm. spent a week there, a week here, and uh, you know, I don't want her. You know, she, she's she's a, a you know a, a young minority living mm. in a in a you know in, in a, one of the biggest cities in the country um mm. i i you know so it, it puts up my guard a little more um mm. and you know I, I don't know it's just a you like but you're just like you're saying you, you want to do something because mm. other what mm. would they say but there was like a fucking like you could call what's shit what's the song by rush i'm not saying that you would know but there's a there's a great line in a rush song where <laughs> he says something about uh, even no making no choice is still a choice. Like mm, it's mm. basically say no side is a side, you know. And, That's right. And you know we all know what side that is. That's right. I think, and I think, um, you know, in in terms of talking about uh, 
I guess the stance is speed take and it's the, 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 the mission that also flows onto our podcast, Forge Ahead. Um, it's about celebrating everybody's experience and also um, championing this idea that everybody's ideal, everybody's action and everybody's uh, participation is meaningful. And when we talk about, if you, even if we just used to use the, the I guess, the microcosm of, of, of hardcore or going to a show, you yeah. know, um, especially with the podcast, one thing that we try to have at home is that it's it's so easy to kind of glorify the people that are on stage and the people that are, you know, in the direct line of vision for making the music, you know, or making the scene. And in that sense, it's easy to kind of neglect what goes on behind the scenes with photographers and with people who are making zines and record labels and even down to the very smallest part of people who are just going to the show, you know right, what I mean? Right. But I think the beauty of hardcore is this set, it's this idea that it's so community based and everybody plays a role, man. But if you just go to that show, bro, that's the if you bring someone to that show, that's that act of participation is so significant. That's such a yeah, such a meaningful contribution to this um, to what's going on because in reflection with Australia, our hardcore scene kind of took a bit of a dip, um, you know, for the last five, six years, definitely. Um, and it's been come, happening for the last ten years. And I think when you see something decline that you love so much, you you, you, you learn to savor it. And in that sense, in, in the context of what's happening here in Australia um, with hardcore, we to come to, we, we want to push this agenda that everybody's participation and everybody's uh, contribution is, is meaningful. And, and, and I think that's, that is, um, as I said, it's a bit of a microcosm to the outside world, you know, even if you feel like your voice is insignificant or any kind of little action that you can't, uh, because, because of who you are, you know, because you think, Oh, I'm just, I'm just a nobody or I'm just a, I'm just a kid who just goes to school or a kid or a guy who's just studying or whatever. You know, I, 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 my voice is kind of, can't, can't really mean much, but in that sense, it's, I feel that every kind of purposeful action or any kind of strive to be better or, or decision to, to, to challenge what you might've previously conceived is inspirational. And, um, and in that sense, it's very significant. So, um, yeah, I think, it's like it's a crazy time, but I've, uh, at least for the last for the last year, we've been trying to channel. It's just it's it's so it's so easy to feel helpless. I feel as well, you know, in this yeah. time, you know, with with so much shit going on, man. But like, we're just trying to channel this into what we can uh, directly impact, and you know, that's for me, that's 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 hardcore, especially in Australia. Well, I mean, so I don't think we even we even really ironed out here what's going on. You. We didn't say this yet, I don't think, but you are in Speed, the band, right? Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. So you, you, your vocals, right? Yeah. 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 So, uh, okay. So, well, you said a whole bunch of important things there, but the, but the, but the one thing, and, and you're right about it, is that the, without a scene, the, your hardcore band, there's no point to it, right? So if, yes. there, if, and, and it's not like, rock and roll if you want to play in a rock and roll band you don't necessarily need um a community to do that to support you to do that Mm. you can you can just you can aim high you know and just keep working towards that but with Mm. hardcore hardcore especially um out there in australia where you're at i'd imagine you can correct me if i'm wrong but Mm -hmm. the you know your opportunity to reach more people is pretty limited Unless you have, uh, you know, a local scene to to build from. Yeah, yeah. 
Like you're not gonna get you're not gonna get the opportunity to get out of there and play, you know, go tour wherever if you don't have you don't have it working where you're at. And um it sounds like from what from from me listening to your to your podcast, which I which by the way, I really do think it's great. Um it Thank sounds you, like and, so and from and what what you what you're saying here is that these these parts are really important to you guys and uh and it's i th- i think again it's 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 nice to hear it's nice to there's a lot of there's a lot of ego in hardcore even though you know mm. it's supposed to be the place where it doesn't exist but there's a shitload mm-hmm. of it you know there's, of course, yeah. maybe maybe it's just my history my you know what i've seen uh here oh, man, for sure there's but, definitely ego, for sure <laughs> but it's just like everywhere yeah but it's it gets out of control um so it's mm. it's nice to hear you guys um with your perspective and perception to, to kind of, like you said, start over again, you're kind of starting over the scene. You're kind of rebuilding up this Australian hardcore scene. Thanks, man. I mean, you know, like at the same time we, we had, we definitely, we had a bit of a dip, you know, for the last five years and like hardcore, just to give a bit of context to get, to I guess people who listen to in outside of Australia, or maybe I'm not aware, of it, but you know, hardcore was so big in Australia leading up to you know about 2010 um and that really the the i guess the growth of hardcore really um followed the trajectory of parkway drive um and i guess most people will know parkway drive but if if you don't if you if you listen to parkway and especially if you're from hardcore and probably from outside australia you probably wouldn't classify them as a hardcore band but no we call them right (laughs) exactly exactly but you know i guess like ethically culturally in Australia, we know them as a hardcore band because they're, they're literally hardcore dudes who who just tried to make heavy music. And especially at the beginning, um, uh, they were very much a hardcore oriented band. And you know, I only know about I only know about hardcore because of the, at the beginning they were bringing out so many. They would just play shows. They just play only play hardcore shows. You know, yeah. They'd be touring with hardcore bands, and that's the only way I found out about hardcore. It's literally through Parkway Drive. And it's the same with so many people in my generation, especially. Um, but you know, once it got to about 2010 and they kind of moved, it started, you know, getting fucking massive and doing their thing, you know, like, a a lot of, um, a lot of hardcore bands broke up in Australia, a lot of Australian hardcore bands broke up and then a few other things happened, which kind of led to a slow decline. And even though there was a, a dip for a while, you know, there's, there's been labels here and there's been bands and, and stuff who have been really carrying the flag and, 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 and holding things together. But I mean, we went from having like an annual hardcore fest that was it would be 1200 to 2000 people every year wow. to um in i think it was like 2013 or something or 2012 maybe it, 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 it had like maybe 150 days Jesus. and that was for um youth of today show oh, something like so, yeah. youth of today yeah. had headlines and like you right. know it just it just it just really took a, a, a big dip and um yeah i i don't, i i, I, I want to mention you know the uh, there's people that definitely that have been that are pushing it forward. I'm not. I'm not saying that you know. Of course, we, yeah. what we're doing, we're just you know, st- like starting this whole new thing, and we're like, it's all comes down to us, you know, directly. No, not at all. But I guess it's it's just something we're passionate about, bro. You know, we we really care about this, and we really think that Australia has something awesome to offer. Um, but you know, without a scene, without people involved, you you can't do that. You know, without we we've I've spent like the last three four years going to shows where you have. You know, you, you know when you go to the show and there's only like thirty pairs and everyone's just standing and not moshing, and they may they might mosh for like ten seconds of like one part right. of the headlining band, you know. But like, and that was what shows were kind of like 
or not not all shows, but like a lot of shows were like that, especially in Sydney for last few years. And it was like, man, this, you've got to do something. You've got to you've got to make this happen again, man. So it's just, yeah. Well, it's hard. It's just something we care about. That's hard to do. It, it, I've I've seen. I've seen scenes take a take a dive, and you know, and I've seen them come back up. When I was in, when I was in my time in Baltimore, when I, I feel like when I moved there around 2009, it was booming. Mm. You know, Trapped in the Ice was just was just taking off. Yeah, you had the yeah. old you had the older bands, Stout, um, you know, whoever mm. just killing it. And and then by the time I left, almost almost I'd say like seven or eight years later, mm. there wasn't a lot going on. You know. Oh really? Yeah, it was there, but but the the local the 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 big like um, DIY venue, Charm City Art Space, had shut down. Um, mm. You know, it, it just lost parts and bands have mm. broken up or moved away. And I, and now I understand it's doing great, but you know, but there were a couple of years where it just you know kind of falls off. And it's easy to keep keep people around, but it's harder to bring new people in when it's like that. For know? sure, man. For sure. Um, yeah. But sure. so Australian hardcore. All right. So my my the, 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 when I think of Australian hardcore, mm-hmm. okay. So I, I was trying to. This think would be of, great to hear. This would be great I, to hear, man. Because I I would love to hear what you what you think about Australian hardcore. Okay. Well, no, no. It's not what I think about. I just think of no, what no, bands no, what I know. All right. Yeah. I mean, I guess what characterizes Australian hardcore in your mind is what I mean. Sorry. Yeah. So the the bands that I'm thinking of that I remember. That I that I can think of without looking it up, who were from Australia. There was a band called Provoke. Um, okay. There was that I had a CD. I remember having a CD for Provoke. Shot Point Blank. Yep. Uh, I remember the War came over here once and did a tour, <laughs> yeah. did a tour with Death Threat and Death of Fortis Honor. I think they actually stayed at my house. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Relentless. Yes. No apologies. Yes. And you know what the thing like I remember most about No Apologies, and this is this is not this is all right, it's fine, but it's it's I remember the the album artwork of one of their one of their records. I just remember there's like a cliff, yeah. there's like a cliff on it or something, right? Yes, yes, yeah. that's right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, miles miles away, I remember catching them over here. Uh, yep. I wore a miles away hoodie for many years. Uh, Sick. <laughs> and, well, yeah. and who else? Maybe Fifty Lions. Is that another one? Yeah, Fifty Lions. Yeah. Yeah. So, so but but those. Those bands don't all sound the same, right? Which makes yeah. makes sense because you guys are a much bigger uh, continent than than uh, the, than I think we actually think of it. So I don't know where yeah. where all those where they are all from locally, but um, mm. but so so what I'm saying is I don't have like a I don't have a thing that like characterizes Australian hardcore. Can you tell me mm. something that does characterize Australian hardcore? I mean, it's, it's that's firstly it's, that's sick that you you listed more bands than I than I knew because I feel like it, at least some of the people Americans that I've spoken to before about Australian hardcore, some, you know, when you when you ask them what do you think of, or even or even Europeans and you ask them what do you think of when you think of Australian hardcore, they just say like maybe Fifty Lines and maybe like These Nuts. People will say like These Nuts. Oh right, yeah, I, like, I didn't even realize they were Australian. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is like, I mean, I, I understand obviously like there's bands that go out and like tour more, but um, in terms of the, the Australian hardcore scene, like the local scene, like it's it's uh, it's definitely a lot a lot a lot more than that. But the just an interesting thing about Australia, man, is that geographically we're so spread out. So I'm living in Sydney, and uh, we have a population of five million um, or so, 
and there's maybe I don't know, like a, a, a man if there's if there's if there's if there's even near 100 pairs it's a good show bro it's a it's a good yeah, show yeah. in sydney just to give you an idea melbourne is a eight hour at a 10 hour drive south brisbane wow. is a 12 hour drive north uh adelaide is 17 hours like south <laughs> uh west which is like eight hours straight west from melbourne and then perth is literally the most isolated city in the whole world um and that's that that's a fact <laughs> and it's, uh, at, uh, it's uh, like a, a four and a half hour plane ride um or uh i don't know probably fucking 20 something hour drive um <laughs> so so what i'm trying to say is that we're all super super spread out and so obviously that makes like touring is like a really interesting thing because you know i know in america you can just drive like a couple of hours and you yeah. can just be in like another big city um maybe drive less than an hour it, yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Whereas here, you know, you have to go so far. But the interesting thing is that, like, there's not that much a diver- a specific diversity between uh, the cities. Like, we have, I mean, there is, there, there is, but, but, you know, in America, you can drive an, an hour and you can have a different accent. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah. And even in, in somewhere like, 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 like UK, you know, in England, you can drive like 40 minutes and they speak so differently. Whereas here, we mostly, mostly the same um for the for, for the for for a big part and um i think in that sense as well it probably i talk about the geography because it i think it has implications on how the scene how we sound because we don't i feel like australian hardcore doesn't necessarily have a very distinct sound um and which is interesting because when i think of um when i think of the uk i i think of new york hardcore <laughs> I think very much of like '80s New York hardcore, and there's, and a, there's a specific identity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I, I haven't listened to too much like UK beatdown, but I guess when I'm talking, when I think, when I'm thinking about just, um, I guess just what what I the, my perception of it, you know, yeah, yeah. It, that, that's what I see, and they built themselves a bit of an identity. But with Australian hardcore, it's it's not that much, and and I think a big reason is because um we haven't had too much representation with our bands. Um, we have great fucking punk bands, like really fucking awesome punk bands, but I think it probably stands out a little bit more than that. Um, but in terms of the sound of Australian hardcore, you know, maybe like 15 years, 10, 10 15 years ago, it was more like, uh, I guess a bit more, bit more moshy, like Hatebreed inspired, um, if I was to characterize Australian hardcore. But then like now it's, it's really it's really a diverse bag, man. There's so many, yeah. and we, we're so, and just like everything, we're so influenced obviously by the trends. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, when miles away was, was really coming up, melodic hardcore was a massive thing here, just like it was in the, in, in, in oh, the, yeah, like, the TUI yeah. era, yeah. you know, and there was heaps of melodic hardcore bands and we had bands like break even, uh, miles away, um, pro team and a whole bunch of others that are all doing this melodic hardcore thing. And, um, and then through the mid, mid, uh, like 2010 onwards we had a big movement towards you know with with violation coming out violation was a band that was like okay yeah I know really that. influential i think in, in in australia well i was like the post tui era i guess um but violation for some reason had a big affinity with with australia and we had some some like harder bands that were coming up more more crossover bands um like Warbrain, and even to a sense like i mean iron mind don't exactly sound like that but yeah and survival and bunch of other bands like that which are following that trend but 
I think in terms of one identity for Australia, it's hard to say, man. <laughs> we, we don't really have one. But I think that in that sense, that's the, the beauty of Australian hardcore is that we have is the diversity and it's also the culture that we have behind what we do. I think that Australian bands are tend to be a lot... We, we're really spread out, but we're, we're, we're close. You know what I mean? We, we know each other and the, the, the scene is really tightly knit, even though we're all, you know, at least 10 hour drive away from each other <laughs> i remember um, i remember somebody i don't remember which friend of mine but they they had just toured australia and mm. i remember talking to them when they got back and just be like well how, how was that and and their thoughts were it sucked but it had nothing to do <laughs> it had nothing to do with the shows it was just because yeah. because of what you said that every city is a, a whole fucking day's drive you know and that's that's mm. nothing that nothing you know I, I would never even consider that because you just don't think about those types of logistics. But, um, you know, for, for me, a guy who's not going and isn't trying to plan a tour. Um, but yeah, and, and, but it makes sense that, that, you know, these bands, none of the, your bands sound exactly the same. And, and I think that's a good thing. Um, but, but, uh, but you guys, well, also I think it's, I think it's cool and, and interesting that you said that you use the term pre and post TUI era. Cause it's, yeah. cause that, that, that was a band I got to watch come up and it's funny how big of an impact that they really did have. And, uh, and, oh, and, dude, yeah. and, and I, I hear, I hear some TY in speed as well. Mm, um, with, for with, sure. with they, what, what were the big influences for speed as far as bands go? Like what were the major influences that you guys were pulling from? There's definitely listening to a lot of, I guess a mix between later uh later 80s new york hardcore into like uh, but but mostly a lot of 90s um i listened to in, a few of the bands that just rattled just off the top of my head that i would listen to a lot too when we were writing the demo and especially the last two songs were because um, we, we were relatively pretty new band we just started in october last year we, i think we put the demo out in october last year um so things have it's been a pretty short time for us but right. musically crown of thorns uh, Billy Club Sandwich, uh, Madball, Biohazard, uh, but then especially with the, the as in recent, in more recent times, a bit more All Out War and Marauder, um, and and sometimes as well, like I feel like I can't help but subconsciously go to, I guess the music when I st when I first started li listening to a lot more harder hardcore because for me personally, in my experience, I was listening to a lot of. I really loved melodic hardcore, and yeah. um, especially as a kid, you know that was like. After I went from listening to a lot of, um, as I said, Parkwood Drive was kind of like a gateway band for me, and a lot of other people my age. Yeah. But from there, you know, getting into melodic hardcore, I loved that so much. But the, the bands that really kind of pulled me out of that a little bit more, or got my attention, that were a bit heavier, were, you know, when Bad Seed, Bad Seed demo and the EP, uh, Soul Search, uh, Bury the Blame. Um, uh, these kind of those kind of records, and then obviously TUI as well. Um, those kind of records, and and minus as well. Minus is another one, a big one. Um, those kind of bands are something about just the they're just fucking hard, but they've got they've got it's so fucking hard, but it's got it's got great groove, um, sick lyrics, and also just just awesome riffs as well and the, the like the production quality of, of all those records as well it's like <laughs> it's something I, I can't really put my finger on but it's like a they got so many bands that I, 
Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's like not too produced. And I don't know. I think those, those records really were uh, very big, at least for my generation at that time. And I feel like a lot of that subconsciously has influenced the writing of, of what Speed's doing, um, especially the, news, uh, the, the, the this two track that we've just got coming out. That's cool, and I hear I hear pretty much all those influences that 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 you mentioned there. And you know what's also funny is that you're the second person that I've done three interviews this week, and you're the second person this week who has mentioned minus. And I feel like nobody has mentioned minus to me, and I don't know, I've no nobody's ever mentioned minus to me. <laughs> and it's funny that this is the second time that minus has come up this week, and uh, that's cool. Uh, that, that's a, that's a, I think I only heard about them because they they were they just happened to be playing in Baltimore. And uh, they, but they were they were touring on a record I think they put out on Flat Spot, which you're actually doing here with this one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came onto my they came onto my radar to be honest, man, because Backtrack was massive in Australia as well around 2012. Yeah, and um, and I think the first time they came, they had one of the dudes in Minus that was playing for them. And then someone was like, oh, yeah, that dude from mine is, like, sick. And then I checked it out, and I was like, holy fuck. Um, <laughs> but, like, that demo and that LP, I mean, like, it's hard, but it's hard in another way, bro. It's just tough. It's like the way that they – the way that – yeah, just some of the – the way that they – I mean, I feel like, you know, hardcore in itself, you know, to an outside listener, you know, like, obviously you, you, you hear it and everything sounds the same. But, you know, the way that you use certain – parts of the music or the way that you use the hi-hats or the way that you change the beat or the time signature or whatever it is is the really essence of what makes something fucking hit home and yeah and yes minus had all these combinations of things man that was fucking awesome <laughs> well you mentioned like the the, the, the tough sound and mm. like all, all the and i and i know what you mean by that and the all the bands you mentioned billy club sandwich uh what by the way billy club sandwich has the has the you know they, they're so hard but mm. like uh, Martin also lived in Baltimore at the same time I did, not to name drop. But but if you know that per- that mm. person, that individual, he's the sweetest man on earth. Like it's mm. so so overwhelmingly nice. It's it's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but so so what I'm getting to is that with with speed, you you know you have a message of of unity, positivity, progress. Um, you know all 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 those good things. But then you also want to play music that's hard and you know we'll use the word tough again. Is it? Mm. How do, how do you accurately or consciously make that balance? That's a sick question, man. I think I think this really speaks of identity, and this is a, one of the massive things that we try to ch- uh, that we try to champion in, with the band is that we're three three members of the band, Southeast Asian. I, I'm 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 first generation Chinese Malaysian born in Australia. Same with, and my brother plays bass, so he's obviously yeah. the same. And our guitarist is um is Laotian. And then um, our drummer is um, part Indian, and then our other guitarist, who's, who's my best mate as well, is um, just true blue Australian, just straight out white dude. <laughs> and um, but in that sense, man, you know, we the musically the the, the music comes, or so, I mean, sonically, the music sounds the way it does. It's just because that's just what we love to hear, and that's just the music that we just want to write and want to play. But at the same time, man, like. Uh, I'm. We're very aware that the music sounds hard, and that's the that's the objective, you know, in the ears. But also, I guess aesthetically or the way that we present ourselves and whatever, like, it probably comes off as a way that's, you know, looking tough or macho or whatever. But intrinsically, as people, we're not that way. That's not the beliefs that we hold, and we're very conscious that this is something that is, uh, is um, 
very much apparent in a lot of bands that do sound this way. You know, they're, they're, yeah. I guess maybe a lot of their lyrics are going to be, or their agenda is not, a, it's going to fit, I guess, the image. But we're trying to show that we're trying to, we're trying to stand here to challenge, challenge a lot of that. And it's, it's a conscious thing, but at the same time, it's just an, it, it's not, uh, it's a very deliberate thing that we've tried to do because, um, firstly, the idea of representation, we're trying to show that, you know, agents have a place in this and, and we can be on stage and we can make music and, and, you know, we can represent ourselves in this way and it's, it's totally cool, you know, and it's not just an Asian thing. It's, it's, it's people, I guess anyone who's not a white male, you know, yeah, yeah. it's, it's so hard to, to get on stage and it's so hard to, uh, just take a leap, even just to do anything that's, um, putting yourself on a, on a certain platform that's seen in the public eye. But again, in that sense, it's about recognizing the layers of privilege that you have and what leads you to make those decisions and how accessible, you know, those platforms are for you. And we just try to show that for us being in the band itself, you know, it's something that you can do. It's something that we can do. And we want to champion that. But at the same time as well, we want to challenge the cultural norms of what it means to be hard and what it means to be strong and tough. Because at least the way I see it, man, like personally, man, I've never thrown a punch in my life. And again, that's a sense of fucking, that's a, that, that's, that's a massive sense of privilege. I've never had to be in a fight, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I've not lived a hard life in that sense. I really recognize that it's been, a, especially living in where I live in Australia and, you know, the family that I've been brought up with, it's, I'm so fucking privileged. I'm so lucky. I've got a fucking amazing life, man, which is, which is so sick. But not everybody has that same experience. And in that sense, there's many barriers to what they can achieve and, and what they can do. And, um, Speed is just talking about all those things, man. Um, inherently, it's 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 really about racism and xenophobia, but then as well about gender inclusivity um, and about um, just general compassion and and acceptance between between people, especially when there's such a massive political divide in the world at the moment. Um, and I'm listing off a lot of shit right here, <laughs> um, but but these are all things that are intrinsic to the message, and we're consciously trying to challenge what you would perceive to be. Uh, I guess hard <laughs> and, and, and masculine and macho which would be normally apparent through I guess bands who give off this kind of uh, this vibe is always make this kind of music yeah there's well there's the uh, you know the, I, I don't I don't I don't know how to this people act like there's a reputation to keep up where if you're not a hard ass mm. then uh, that, <laughs> that it's not working and it's it's, mm. it's, a, it's, it's an odd thing um, it's, and you know when you when you're young and uh and you're coming into it, it all looks, I don't know, it looks appealing in some stupid-ass way. But now mm. being being older, being into it for years, like, I was thinking the other day, I used to, I, I remember thinking, like, wow, I can't wait till I can, like, and I, I remember having these thoughts. I can't wait till I can say I've been listening to hardcore for 10 years, I've been in the scene for 10 years, and then, like, you know, that has some kind of clout. Like, I don't know why I would think <laughs> that. And But yeah. now, now it's like, okay, it's been 20 years and I don't care that it's been 20 years. And and the shit that I used to pay attention to, I don't even look at anymore. I don't even, you know, I, I could not tell you who the toughest guy in my local hardcore scene is. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. That's a no-namer. You know, like, it's, who gives a fuck? Um, you know, so, it's, so it's funny, you know, but it sounds like you guys, um, and I think this, I, honestly, I think this has to do with, uh, I don't want to say your generation because we're obviously of the same generation, but the younger the younger uh, guy, you're not even young, I know, but you, you, know, you know what I mean? Like people you know, a, a step younger are just, 
are, are just better people. I know that's really simplifying it, but you guys are just more well, conscious and it's yeah. and more polite, really. <laughs> I mean, I guess, man, that's a sign of, that's just a sign of um, progress, you know, yeah. and it's also a sign of, of the society. The world changes so fast, bro. And the thing is, is that the world, society and the world is changing so quick, man. Like, with technology and with social media, everyone's so much more connected and man, shit is moving so much faster than it ever did, which is crazy. Um, and I think in the, the hardest thing about that is that change is so difficult when you're tr- when you're talking about culture, when you're talking about norms that have been instilled for a long time. You know, humans want security. We're a product of security, and we want to feel certainty in our lives. And so, when someone starts to object that or starts to change something that's you know holding things together, your instant reaction is to kind of, I guess, uh, resist or oppose that. And we're trying to normalize progression and normalize change. You know, it's okay to change your views, man. You know, and the thing is, you get a lot of people who probably listen to our music and on the exterior they don't hear the lyrics and they're like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, you know, this is hard <laughs> yeah. shit." And they'll come to our shows. And we've only played like six shows, right? As well, um, but you know, people—they've uh, been six fucking awesome shows. But people becoming them, we mosh in, and you know, at the same time, I, look, I see see some so some of those guys in the mosh in or whatever. I'm like. Yeah, you you, you you do you see the message or do you have you read the lyrics? You know, do you know actually know what we're actually talking about? Because the same guys on the motion would be walking out of the walking out of the out of the room and then be like, you know, fucking talking down on chicks or um or espousing some kind of xenophobic ideas, you yeah. know what I mean? Or or just kind of missing the point. And that's the thing, it's that we we, we, we firmly stand on one side and we firmly have these views and and um if you listen to this and you look and you look deeper, we hope to to, to challenge you know what you might think because uh, there's a lot of that, that's the other thing, man. There's a lot of these ideals. You know, you can go out, you can push a, a view on a lot of people, but you can only have your greatest circle of your greatest circle of influence are the people are the people that come from your sense of representation. So for us, that's men. That's ma- that's that's males. You know, yeah. and we have a we have a culture that's um, you know I'm not I'm not out there trying to trying to win women over or to win people of color over or you know or any of that i'm just trying to uh challenge what i can immediately influence and i think that as i said it's it's, it's definitely largely a male dem- demographic and um that's just because of who, who we are as well we're fucking we're five males you know right right so but with that comes a lot of uh a lot of stigmas and and a lot of i guess toxic kind of behaviors that have yeah well, they they, they seem kind of, to, they seem to be lessening in in hardcore specifically. Yes. I, I, yeah. I I notice it as as I mean I'm not nearly as involved as I as I were at one point. You know, it was like an obsession. Where now, you know, I've got a family. I've got you know, I've mm. got I, I I do this. Um, this is my best way of keeping track of things. Um, but but yeah, there was there was some there was some shit going on for a while where I don't know why I was still there. You know, it was first of all super violent. And uh, just a lot of generally shitty people. Some of the best people, some of the people that you know <laughs> had the had the had the what w- w- would be considered the best reputations were mm. l- were not even behind closed doors, pretty publicly total pieces of shit, and they got away with it mm. because they were in a band or you know whatever. Eventually, those mm. things those things change, and uh, and those people get called out. But it doesn't seem. I mean, from my perspective, it doesn't seem 
that you guys are going to have the same types of issue. And especially, listen, you yourself are extremely well-spoken and uh, you are very good at articulating uh, your point and your message with speed and with, with the podcast so far. So, so you got that, you got that going very well for you. Um, Thank you, but I appreciate that. Of course Um, you got, so we got, you got this, this 2020 flex dropping on, when does this actually come out? June 19th, June 19th. Okay. I didn't have the date. June 19th on flat spot. Um, this it's just two songs. It's a dumb dog yeah. gets flogged and uh, devil you know, right? Yeah, yeah. A dumb dog gets flogged was just you released that already, right? That's out there. Yeah, yeah, that came out uh, this week. That came out. So, so all right. For, can you explain that title to me? So, I guess uh, it's pretty. A dumb dog gets flogged is kind of like Australian vernacular. When we say a dumb dog uh, in Australia, if you call someone a dog, you know, you're someone who. You're you're kind of like someone who's who's a, who who's betrayed you. You're someone who's like a, uh, um, you're like a coward, or you're like a you're it's it's, it's like an insult. You know what I yeah. mean? You 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 call you you call someone a dog. You're trying to that's an insult. You know what I mean? And I guess the way that we're characterizing this is is if you live in ignorance, and if you're if you're too weak to stand up or or, or to act with compassion, you're gonna fucking fuck, you're gonna see your time. You know what I mean? Um, you're gonna see. You're gonna you're gonna see your day, you know, come and, and and turn. And I, it's it's not. I don't mean it in a literal sense. I mean, it, 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 for some people, they might take that literally. You know, you're gonna get a beating or whatever. Right. But I mean that to be like, you're gonna get you're gonna your ideals will be overturned. And I guess a big thing with with this as well is we. I keep saying this word kind of hard. You know, yeah. There's a lot of lyrics that go through that we use like Australian vernacular and just. I guess it's just the way that we talk. You know. Um, another thing that's really conscious with this band is that we're Australian hardcore. We're Australian. We're Australians. We're, we're trying to we're trying to really push that agenda because a lot of the time, you know, what, what we say and the way we talk, it's all comes from American culture, um, and especially you know African American culture. It's just a thing that permeates a lot of uh, a lot of society. And with this, we consciously want to make sure that we're staying true to our identity because that's what we want to put out, and that's who we are. And so there will be. I, I am kind of aware that, uh, especially since some people have messaged through about you know some of the lyrics and asking what does this mean or whatever, and it's it's just uh, yeah I guess it just comes down to Australian vernacular and the song itself is it was born um it was born in reaction to the very very specifically it was born um, in reaction to the Australian bushfires that ravaged us through the end of last year into the start of this year. And I don't, you, don't know if you heard about, it, but it was of course, yeah, the worst, yeah, the worst natural disasters pretty much ever <laughs> swept through our nation, and just the the failed leadership that we had here was just astounding. Like it, the ignorance that went through it, and it was just incomprehensible, almost. Um, and I think it's reflective of, as well of a lot of what's going on today. You know, it's not just what it it was. It was one one instance which transpired. You know me to write these things down but um the the, the matter that i'm talking the, the subject that i'm talking about in this, this song and, and even in devil you know is is relevant to a lot of the injustices that are just happening today and it's really about leadership you know it's a call as i said before you know if you are someone who think you're insignificant or you think that your ideals are a drop in the water in the sense of what's happening a drop in the ocean in the sense of what's happening around the big world and that you know oh i i there's no point in me you know speaking up or or um, being vocal about my beliefs because who cares what I think, you know? This song is really trying to 
celebrate everybody or, or, or it's a, it's a I, I call it it's like a G up, you know, it's saying in Australia, we, when we say G up, it's like something that uh, motivates you, I guess, but it's meant to be a G up to say like, yo, you got to stand up for what you believe in. You got to take the right side because, um, and, and also not only that, but you, you got to speak that through your actions. You know, if you have a belief, you've got to not only say it, you know, and go online and you, you people going online and want to do digital, uh, activism and whatever is that's sick. But at the same time, you got to act it, man. You got to live it. You got to, you, you, you can't, you're not only just preaching it, but you got to fucking, you got to live it through, through the way you carry yourself, the way you interact, the way you behave. And, and, um, and the way you fight for what you believe in. And, um, yeah, that's what this song's about, man. Nice. And, and uh, that's, that's, I, I think I saw some sort of explanation on this before. And I, I, but, but I, but I, went, but I wanted to get deep into it there. So thank you for putting that all out there. Um, I've been listening to these two for songs, sure. um, quite a bit, like I said. And, uh, that led me, I went backwards. That led me to your demo, which I hadn't heard. Uh, but you said it's, it's, you know, they came out later in the year. So how did you quickly get this, uh, this flat spot hookup? Well, we, I mean, when we started, when we started this band, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 27. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's probably kind of like a median age. Like my brother's 25, he's the youngest. And then Dennis is just 10, 30. So we're all between 25 and 30. And man, we like, most of us have all played in bands. Other than my brother, we've all played in bands for many, many, many years. Like many, like a whole bunch of other bands as well. Um, and with Speed, this was one of those bands that, especially coming into this, um, stage of life we're a lot more mature we're a lot more aware and so in that sense we've come into this band with a mission and a clear idea of what we want to achieve and we want to make that shit happen fast man you know like yeah i'm not going to be able to tour and fucking do shit you know my whole life and and at the same time there's a bucket list of shit i want to achieve in my life and i just want to make that i want to tick those boxes as, as fast as i can um which is a big way <laughs> reason i guess it's a big um instigator for I guess the name, the coming name, up with yeah, the name yeah. itself. But, um, so with the two track, man, as soon as we got the demo out, we just wrote it. And, um, I, we had a plan to kind of, sh- we didn't re- ever think that anything would really come of it. Like we didn't expect to get picked up or, or anyone to get attention, but we, we wanted to use this as like a promo for the seven inch that we're going to, or an EP that we're going to put out after this. And, uh, I just started sending out to, to labels and, as I said at the start of the pod, man, I was actually really sensitive about what was going on in the world because when we finished recording it, we had a, a, a window where we were going to just see if there was any interest, but that was also the same time that shit was popping off, bro. It was the same time that in uh, in D.C., coronavirus was going crazy yeah, and, yeah. and everything, and um, I was sensitive to sending it out to American labels, but then Ricky just hit me up anyway. Ricky hit us up on, um, he messaged us and was like, what's going on? And I sent him the songs, and, and he was keen, and I was so fucking stoked about that because ricky from playing in backtrack they're a band that's been really loved for a long time in australia and he's toured here i think backtrack's been here three or four times uh, i think three times at least and ricky i is um i've never met him in person but i know who he is and i was aware of Flatspot because Flatspot put out iron mind's uh last lp yeah. um which is a band from australia who's very going to legendary status now um and I was stoked because Ricky seems like someone who's not only aware, but cares about Australian hardcore. Um, and also someone who, especially through the conversations that I've had with him and getting from getting to know him, he's someone who's, um, who's very, who, who has a lot of enthusiasm 
and um, he seemed very psyched and really proactive and, and seemed to completely 100% get what we're doing and you know that I couldn't I couldn't be more humbled and stoked that someone especially in America would want to be involved with an Australian band because man it's such a fucking risk bro like as you see, like the, uh, there's barely any Australian hardcore bands that have ever toured Australia or ever really put records out on an Australian label or done something significant in a way like that and for us to be kind of recognized and picked up is fucking awesome man it's super humbling especially so soon and um yeah yeah it's a big real big shout out to Ricky and and and, and Flat Spot crew because you know it's so easy just to not do it it's so easy for you know for especially for you and even just you man on your pod you know ha- having me here ha- just to have a bit of a, a bit of a chat you know it's it's fucking sick because you could easily get any american band that's more relevant that's going to reach more listeners and and all that but um i appreciate you and and, and appreciate everyone uh, across the across the pond for fucking giving us your time because um i i, I think that we have something to offer but at the same time you know it definitely uh you know the time is valuable just the, and, and just the uh yeah the i guess the, the you taking the initiative to, to put us out there is it's uh, yeah big respects well, <laughs> of, of course and and part of that is due to is due to a uh, flat spot like all right so if i so i, I don't know if you've looked back, back at past episodes or anything but i've had a lot of flat spot people on a lot of flat uh-huh. flat spot bands it has been constrict rule them all and it um, mm-hmm. I can't think of who else, but there's there's been more. Um, mm. and the part of the reason that I, I'm so into doing that is I don't know Ricky at all, and I say this every time I have a flat spot band. I don't know Ricky at all, but I do know Che, who's you know mm. another another guy involved with the label, and you know, he's mm. a friend friend of mine living in Baltimore, and it just kind of speaks to the whole to the whole idea of the community in hardcore, right? Like mm. I I I know this guy. I I trust his judgment. Um, what they do with this thing is something that I'm probably gonna like, and you know, so I want to give it. I want to push that, you know. So so then, oh, I see sp- speed coming out on Flat Spot Records. I want to check this out. Um, and so you know, this is, and then which of course then led me to uh, to your podcast. And I know I I, I want to get to that here um, before we go on for too long. Um, Mm. and, and, uh, I mean, real simply, there's just a, you and I'm sorry, what's the name of the other guy doing the pocket? Josh. And, and he plays guitar and speed too. Right. I know he's in the band. I just couldn't think of his name. The, uh, the, the sincerity between your music and your podcast and your message is truly endearing and, um, and I, I unfortunately unique for for hardcore and i, I think mm. it's i think it's important i think there's other people that are doing similar things but um i'm telling you i listened to like three episodes just today and uh so uh, what was the what was the initiative with the podcast what was the the goal with forge ahead or what is the well, goal Firstly, thank you very much for that, man. And thank you for taking the time to check it out and everything. I didn't didn't expect that at all. And yeah, I appreciate you taking that time, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, but um, man, what we were doing with Speed, um, what we have been doing with Speed is, as I said, it always set out with a click-up mission, which is something that I don't know. It's not something that you always have to do. And it's definitely with my other bands, it was never had this, this much of a mission before. But with Speed... 
we really did have this and just super, it was so humbling to see that it had a very very seems to have a very positive and widespread uh, effect on what's happening here because people seem to respond to it really 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 well seem to people really engage with the themes that we're talking about and really click with the music and the shows have been fucking sick and the discussions that we've been having in the community have been really positive and super engaging and it was a really exciting time for the band man because it's just i mean we haven't played a show since february bro so that was our sixth show so like yeah. we've been pretty much only been playing shows for like three months or something it was really quick but the, the change that we saw has been awesome and then with COVID coming and lockdown and the uncertainty that's going on you know um we had two choices it was like we can sit on our ass and just i guess just wait till shows open up again you know and just with that's obviously a lot, a lot of uncertainty or we can do something which can tie us over and hopefully not even just tie us over but you know really work on a lot of the things that we we're trying to put into action through the band work on those things but through discussion and just put it through a podcast and me and josh you know like uh me and josh have been best friends since, since i was like 13 or something i met him when i was like 13 yeah and the same thing with with a lot of our, our band you know we're super super close and everyone else we're friends with is so lucky in our friendship group that uh, i'm 27 but like my best friends i've been fr best friends with for like the same amount of time 12 13 years 10 years and it's through hardcore man and um in that time we build up a lot of values we build up a deep sense of mutual understanding and these are values that we've definitely learned from hardcore uh but which and, and and coming into this stage of life as a 27 year old i reflect on all the things that all the amazing experiences i've had and uh all the things that i'm i feel privileged to have and one of those things is the community and and and, and the, the circle that i have and it's all founded on these values that we seem to share that we don't we talk about and then we excite each other about how much we love shows and how much we and and, and the values that we have and what we think about what's right and blah 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 um so this pod was a way for us to put that into into a discussion and just just really share what we talk about within our, our small group just on a public platform and um josh when we sat when josh and i sat down and said what do we want to make this about we were like well we want to to have a uniting voice for all people of all demographics to be engaged with hardcore because hardcore is fucking sick and it's something that we really care about and there's a lot of people that we're aware of that are still even though shows have dipped there is definitely a massive hardcore scene because it's been there and 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 we we're, we're convinced that there are people that are in the older generation who still care but maybe just haven't had a platform or a reason to kind of engage with the to, to realize that make, make them realize that they still care and at the same time as well you know there's a lot of kids who are trying to find out about hardcore um, who maybe don't have this kind of, a, a kind of vehicle that they can feel included in or, or or be educated through so we started this with the mission of celebrating the past present and tense of Australian hardcore and also in that sense celebrating all views and letting people know that it's we, we, we purposely choose not to just have just bands on it. Like we constantly, we consciously wanted to make sure that we were having all people and celebrate all people uh, who contribute in any way. Even and at, at the start of this conversation, as I said, like people who do zines, people who do who run a label, photographers. Uh, we want to talk to people who drive. You know, drivers. Like we've had some amazing, we've made amazing people who went up to Europe before and stuff who've been drivers, who have the most awesome stories to tell. But at the same time, you know, they play a valuable contribution to the scene. 
because even something as simple as being the, the dude who just drives the van is so fucking important because without that dude like who's gonna that, that's that's that person that makes that band's experience that tour experience so fucking sick but also makes the shows possible you know what i mean and all true. these th- all these layers are fucking awesome and so it's important to celebrate and it's not just the thing is, is that we're not just doing this for the sake of being inclusive or for the sake of like this is the right thing to do as like fucking progressives or you know whatever fucking terms you want to put onto that you know um as i said i'm not someone who was like politically charged or anything or or anything like that until maybe even just recently or even really that politically aware these are just values that i just hold which are just <laughs> just the way i see shit you know yeah um so that's just what we're doing we just put that through the pod and and since we put the pod out it's, i think we've done seven episodes so far so seven weeks and fuck like It'll, it goes fast i can tell you that all right so like fuck. so I, I started doing this and mine was i started out very different than what this when this what this ended up being I very specifically said on my first episode that I did not want to be doing an interview show. And that is exactly what I do now, which is totally fine. I'm completely <laughs> cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and at this point, I think this week, the one that comes out tonight is like 124, 124 weeks in a row. And Holy fuck, in a like, row. In a row, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, respect. respect but it's, but it's, it's but, hectic. But, but, but what I wanted to point out is that you left out a word that – I think you should be using because I can hear it and that this whole thing is fun too. Um, oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. Like, the, like you can have your, your motives, but the whole process, especially if you're doing it with your friend is all fun. You know, it, it, it's, it's, mm. it's, I mean, it's a, one of the things that makes it easier for me is that I don't do it with another person. So I can, that's how mm. I can, that's how it's easier to do 124 sure. weeks in a row, you know, but, but, but it is still a fun process. It's kind of a pain in the ass. There's t- there's times that suck, but you know, it's it's still fun, and uh, I, and I hear that listening to you guys. I don't know. There's there's something about there's a lot of hardcore podcasts. Or there's getting to be. There's not no. Nah, right, there's not a lot. There's there's enough. There's enough you can pick and choose from, um, mm. and and I think even though that you guys are predominantly talking about Australia, it's interesting to listen to for someone who that doesn't really pertain to, like myself. But um, you know, you've had people yeah. on there that that uh, from from bands and 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 conversations that are relevant to me um but you mentioned about having having on photographers and when you do that if you haven't already maybe maybe you already did but when you do please ask them when are they gonna let when where are all the fucking pictures at because you always see them at the fucking shows taking all the pictures and rarely see them online or anywhere so that's (laughs) that's so what are they doing with these pictures that's what i need to know about hardcore photographers what are you doing with these well, you know, that's the thing in Australia, man. I feel like there was a time for a couple of years where you wouldn't have many photographers that you had shows. I mean, oh, you go to a big show it. here. The whole stage is crowded with them, and then you don't see a single picture afterwards. You have to go to Instagram, look at someone's shitty cell phone, you know, cell phone camera <laughs> picture. Which well, I guess that's, is... That, that's so interesting, bro, because, like, at least with my experience, you know, nowadays, I mean, if you you, you can count, you can. it's very obvious to see photographers here. It's, it's, it's actually really not that many, man. Right. In, in, in hardcore especially like there's not that many and I, I, I see them all though like at least the people that, t- that are involved now that when they take those photos like the next day I, I'm getting the photos straight away or whatever like it's yeah <laughs> I'm only exaggerating so, a little there's a, there's a few of them that are that are very good you know you can count on it and like and I know them by name which is weird to yeah. to, to know people that you don't even know you just know their f- f- photographs um, but yeah the, the, so they're, they're <laughs> I'm kidding but there is a there, there is a joke here about why, yeah, sure. why there's so many photographers and so little pictures. Um, yeah. <laughs> but hey, Jim, 
this has been an absolute pleasure. I'm very glad we got to have this conversation. Um, Thank you, Dan. The Forge Ahead, is that is the, is the plan to be weekly? Yeah, man. I mean, we, we it's, 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 as you said, it, it is, um, it's fun, but it's, it's getting harder to do, but well, especially with restrictions here, very luckily they're easing off. Yeah, same um, here. We're yeah. getting more normalcy in life, which is fucking sick, but yeah, it's a lot of work and we're trying to keep it weekly, man, but, um, and it has been weekly, but I, I think we, we are actually not going to have an episode come out this week. We're going to, um, <laughs> I think we're, I think we're going to skip this week, to be honest. Um, just with shit that's going on at the moment. But, you um, don't got to make any excuses. It's all good. You're allowed to do whatever you want. That's the best. That's one of the other nice things about this is there's there's mm. there's very few people that have set uh, that have set a precedent for what you can do with a podcast about hardcore. You can just do whatever the mm. fuck you want. You know. Yeah, um, and, and yeah, and, that, and that's it. Yeah, so yeah, weekly though. Well, c- close enough. But the the uh, so and the record you said comes out June what nineteenth? June nineteenth. Yeah, June that's 19th. it, man. Yeah. Cool, and that's all. Yeah, that's a flat f- spot. That's a flat spot, and that's a flexi, right? Yeah, it's a flexi, and in Australia, we're we we we're, we're really lucky as well to to Ricky. Actually, we're doing it in partnership, so it's flat spot records in America and worldwide. And then we have our we have a label here run by our awesome friend um, Matter from Last Rider Records, um, and so he's handling all of the Australian um, side of, of things here. So yes, yeah, awesome. flat spot and Last Rider Records uh, collaboration. Awesome, that's very cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you want to tell people where they can find uh, Forge Ahead and Speed? Yeah, well, I mean, we're on Instagram, Speed, a gang called Speed, Forge Ahead, Forge Ahead Podcast, um, and, you know, Spotify, all that all that shit. We're all there. All but, the way, um, well, I actually, took me, it took me a little while to find you on, on shit until I figured out a gang called Speed, and then I looked on everything, and you were on a gang, so, <laughs> and, and then I could get you. Yeah, gang called Speed, that's it. That's it. Gang called Speed is, is, is where you can find us for, for everything else. About. But while you're out checking out all that kind of stuff, um, Make sure uh, everyone is listening. You know, make sure you make make sure that you you keep going out there, educating yourselves. You know, be clued up in what's happening in the world right now. Uh, make sure you know where you stand. Make sure that if you are, and and also you know, realize that if you've been listening to the news lately, if you've been seeing what's going on lately, um, and you didn't have an idea or it's changed your opinion, that's fucking sick. And there's nothing wrong with changing your opinion. There's nothing wrong with seeing things in a different light. But um. As you guys are going out and checking these links, more importantly as well, head towards uh, a whole bunch of other, on our pages. There's a bunch of other links as well that'll take you to, to educational resources about um, Black Lives Matter and and racist, uh, racial injustice issues, um, and also places that you can donate and all that. And yeah, that's 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 really the priority for us at this time too. Well, that's great, Tim. Thank you, and again, very well said. You're very good at this. <laughs> you're very thank, Dan, thank you mate thank you bro I really appreciate the time man it's been fucking hectic to talk to you and um, as I said I really fucking respect you taking the time to, to give us the platform here bro so I wish you all the best oh, same you to you and, and, and like, come back anytime really, really, uh, thank you bro thank you alright brother Stay take safe, care man. yep see you mate later Madness. Don't see me. Don't see me.
So there you have it. That's my conversation with Jem of Speed and Forge Ahead Podcast. Be sure to check out both if you haven't already. You are missing out. Um, yeah, I don't know. A, a, a very good episode, if I don't say myself. Um, always a pleasure to speak with somebody who is so uh, um, into what they're doing, doing what they're doing with passion. Is that what I'm looking for? Um, I don't know. I'm not a very good talker, which is funny because this is what I do here with this thing of this, whatever we call it, a podcast. That's what it is. That's what I do. Jesus Christ. Stumble through with me, everybody. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week. Um, I want you to go to at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast on Instagram and follow that. I want you to go like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. I want you to go to getting it out.net and bookmark it because that website, despite the fact that I've been saying this for months, really is coming soon. Um, and uh, I want you to, to go follow the Twitter page at getting it out pod. I want you most importantly to just share, let people know that you're listening to it. Let people know that you like it. I don't give a fuck if you go to whatever page and give a five-star review and write a review, though that would be appreciated. I don't care if you do that because you're not going to, all right? That's, it's useless to beg you people for this, something so simple. Anyway, <laughs> but I want you to just tell somebody you like it. And that's, that's, that's more helpful than anything else and uh, means, means a lot more too. Um, I'm going to end this one with a track from a New York hardcore band called Total Meltdown. Uh, I don't know what fucking borough they're from. Probably Queens. Maybe they're from Long Island. I don't know. But uh, this maybe it's Brooklyn. Who, who cares? You get, you get so many guesses, right? Eventually somebody's going to tell you. That's what people from New York do. They tell you what neighborhood they're from for some fucking reason. Like anybody else in the world cares. But they do that anyway. I'm, I'm just kidding around. Um, this song is called Embrace It. And it's by Total Meltdown. And... Um, the record came out a, a little while back, March 6th, um, on Housed Recordings. But uh, they reached out, sent in the song. I want to share it with you guys because I think it's pretty fucking good. Um, so check it out. Enjoy. And uh, thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
clear of the closing doors, please.